It's about skills. Skills are more important than stuff when it comes to prepping. Everyone has limited time to learn and practice skills. So the question is, which skills are the most important ones for preppers to know? The answers are in this show. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0, joined by my co-host on this show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Well, we are really excited about this particular episode, and that's because it's about skills. Skills are more important than stuff when it comes to prepping. Everyone has limited time to learn and practice skills. So the question is, which skills are the most important ones for preppers to know? The answers are in this show. Have y'all read your news feeds lately, in the last few days or so? There's been some interesting things that have happened in the news. And we also have leaders calling for violence. It's kind of like the little recipe that they have. When something they don't like happens, they call for violence. And, and we'll see if that actually happens. But what happens if violence comes your way? And you have to defend yourself, whether it be with your hands, whether it be with your vehicle, whether it be with your firearm, whether it be, and you are in a position where you have to take care of yourself and defend yourself. Then what? The legal ramifications can be absolutely overwhelming and disheartening for simply defending yourself. No worries. You don't have to worry anymore. You have uh, the ability to get a hold of legal insurance for your self-defense, and that is U.S. Law Shield. The membership is a little like a skosh over $100 a year, and you can add family members and have peace of mind that if you are in, God forbid, that sort of a situation, that you have a phone number right then and there that you can call and talk to a lawyer immediately. Two in the morning if he needs to be. To get immediate legal help so that you set yourself up for success in your legal defense of after defending your life and the place to find this is our website prepping2-0.com click on the friends and affiliates tab look for the u.s law shield logo the coupon code is there you can click on that and you can get yourself 14 months for the price of 12 it's about 100 bucks a year so that should give you an idea about what you're getting into i think it's a completely good use of money 10 bucks a month to know that you've got self-defense insurance enough about us law shield by the way i will well okay not enough about it let's say that <laughs> one more thing a lot of our listeners have become us law shield members it's very very nice to see because and we believe in this product so much we are glad to see that a lot of other folks are are availing themselves and of they're it. available in all 50 states if i recall uh yes except for new jersey i want to say no okay. no all 50 states yeah, yeah that's right which is which is key it is well Let's get into yes, it. Yes, let's. One of the benefits of being a Patreon supporter of this show is that you get to suggest topics and comment on questions we ask. All the skills we discuss today in this episode are from Patreon's comments. We'll read their comments and then give you our color commentary on the points they make. So I'm going to just get right into it. The first commenter is Carrie B. And she says, uh, and then we're going to, of course, we're going to comment because oh, we're yeah. Glenn and Shelby. Mm-hmm. Um, her comment is, she just, great list, first aid, gardening, canning, and other methods of preserving food, water sanitizing, and cooking. Yes, 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 and yes. So one thing, as we get more and more into the comments, Carrie- You'll see patterns. You're going to see patterns. You're going to hear Which is, the, in and of itself, very informative right. to see what other people think are skills that you need to have. So you're going to see from this list- all, almost everything that she suggests, people are going to say multiple times, uh, which also should has. So take a poll in your mind. Like You're hearing votes and the ones that bubble to the top for you that you know you need to work on. That's what you work on. Do not hear this entire list and go, oh, my gosh, I've got 3000 things I need to do because you, you can't do that. We know that. Right. You've got to prioritize. Yes. I mean, that's one of the things about being a prepper is you can get overwhelmed so easily drinking from a fire hose and all of that other stuff you have to prioritize you have to come up with a reasonable plan that works for you to get these skills and while we're on the topic of skills i need to add what i always add which is everything's a system it's not just knowing for example oh let's look at canning we talked about this in our canning Mm -hmm. episode a couple shows ago it's not just watching a YouTube video and seeing the overview of what you do to can. You need to dip your toes in the water 
and get a little bit of experience, not just to make the skill cement and solidify, not just that, although that's important. One of the reasons to dip your toe in these skills is to take away the anxiety about doing it. Canning being a great example, because the first thing I ate that was home canned, I was pretty much ready to ball up and dive with food poisoning because I kind of trusted the the process, but not really. And so if you do a YouTube thing, you get the ball canning book and you do all the things we talked about in the home canning episode. That's great. That's a prerequisite. That's something you need to do to start with, but actually try it. And you don't have to go and can a million batches of stuff. Just do it once and then it'll be, oh yeah, that's something I can do. Well, and find that handful of favorite recipes. You don't yeah. have to can everything under the sun. Do the things that you know you're going to eat and use and cycle through. The other one that's on this list that you're going to see a lot in these comments is first aid. Yeah. And I'm going to say this now before we get into more and more comments on first aid. So first aid is, yeah, boo-boos and, and Band-Aids and yes. Most people already have that and down. Mo- right. We already have that down. I encourage people to go out and find a stop the bleed class or a TCCC class. And we'll talk about what that is, which is basically combat training, stopping bleeding, traumatic injury, being being able to give first aid immediately before the good guys come back and or get there, which can be many minutes away. And what you do can end up saving a life. So I encourage you to think at that. So it's not just first aid, but more but uh, uh, one step further, but not quite maybe full paramedic training. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that is a great T triple C is T C C C, which stands for tactical combat casualty care. It's a department of defense standardized field combat medics course. It's a PowerPoint and it is all over the internet. Um, it's the DOD released. It allows people to provide it. It is a great overview. I think it takes about two hours to go through it. And it's a great, as I say, overview. It'll get you thinking there will be recommendations in there for first aid supplies to get, which we did an entire show on with Jason, the medic. I remember that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, another point about first aid, because it's a great example of an important point I want to make. So I will seize upon this and do it. (laughs) And that is you don't necessarily need to have all these skills. First aid is something that can become very time consuming and resource consuming to really get it down. What you need is somebody in your mutual assistance group that knows how to do it. And so don't hear from this show. These are all the things that you absolutely need to know on your own. You need to have someone around you who you can trust, who knows these things. We did a great episode, if you don't mind me saying, Mm -hmm. on the 15 roles uh, that are necessary at a bug out location. And we had all kinds of jobs that people need to do. And we gave you reasons why you need to have somebody who does this job. By the way, you may have four or five of these jobs. It's not that you need 15 people because you know, you may not have 15 people, right. but their roles and there were things that people I don't think ever really thought of. At least I'd never heard it in the, the prepping community. And that was, for example, you need someone whose job it is to have all the keys and access devices, whether that's garage door openers or gate combos or electronic access cards, whatever it may be, so that you're never in a situation where you're pinned down with gunfire and the one way to safety is locked behind a gate and nobody has the key. That's a rookie way of dying and you're better than that. So that's an example of all these roles out there. So don't just, you know, think you have to know it, but you have to think about who does know it. Right. And make sure that they have all the tools. Water sanitizing was another topic that was mentioned by Carrie B. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice in the beginning of this show, we're going to do a lot more color commentary as we go on. Things will have been mentioned and we will say, yep, we've covered that. Water sanitizing, we did an entire episode on it on water treatment it is the most important prep there is and it always gets overlooked yes so water is very important it's not just sanitizing water it's sanitizing storing procuring and transporting water because unless you're living on the bank of a creek that you happen to have on your property you've got to transport the water which means you need jugs and you need ways of carrying it and you need security once again everything's a system There's no isolated thing here. You have to think about things systemically. Absolutely. So our next one is Travis Fleming, and he says, sharpen a knife, grow food, process an animal, first aid, basic maintenance of small engines and cars, basic construction, 
hunting, fishing, how to cook without a microwave, foraging, and food preservation techniques. I will address the first one, and that is sharpen a knife. That is a key skill because we all have the luxury of either buying new knives or taking our knives to the butcher shop and having them uh, sharpened. That's not gonna be possible when things happen the way we think they're going to happen. And you're gonna need sharp knives for obvious reasons. The cool thing about the skill of sharpening a knife is that it's relatively easy to learn and there is pretty affordable equipment out there that you can buy. Remember how I said skills are more important than stuff? That's true, but some skills require some stuff. So you gotta take that into account. The other cool thing about knife sharpening is Again, the scenario of you can't buy new knives and you can't go to a butcher shop, you might end up having a skill that can generate you some food or some fuel or some ammunition or some medical care. Uh, If you're the cul-de-sac knife sharpener guy or gal, whichever it may be, you've got a skill that you can trade for other stuff. So you'll hear us say this probably more than once in this show. A lot of these skills are not just things that you need to personally know. These are things that you can use to generate value and stuff and create alliances and help other people with. So that's another reason to know many of these skills. Growing food we've covered, process an animal, Shelby, take it away. That's a big one. Um, I have, we did a show recently uh, about chickens and uh, part of the after show was talking about raising them for meat. If you have learned how to process a small animal, whether it be a chicken, probably a rabbit, I've done a a rumble video on that on my uh, rumble page. Um, Encourage you to go check that out. If you can do a small animal, you can do a large animal because unless you're doing some crazy, you know, giraffe or something, you should. It's not that hard. We do not condone butchering giraffes for meat here on this show. No, we don't. That would be against the law. Yep, and they're not. I don't believe that there's any tasty neck meat. Yeah, a lot quite a of bit, it. A lot, a lot of, it. of it. But um, yeah, if you can, uh, it's because it's the same the same principle. So I encourage you if if you're kind of like us, you and I both come from suburban urban backgrounds. This is not something we grew up with. This isn't something we did seasonally with our families. We're having we're behind the eight ball. We're learning mm-hmm. those skills. A couple years ago, I learned from a gal how to uh, process chickens. I need to refresh myself on that. We are working towards that. So in the next year to year and a half, we can do meat birds. And right now, um, with the way meat prices are going, that's very appealing to us. So think about how, one, to do that yourself. Find a way to produce protein, if you can, on your property or be able to do that and transfer that skill. And the other way, another way to learn that too, is if you're learning hunting, honestly, if you're a hunter, you should know how to process meat. So hang out with somebody that can show you how to do that meaningful, meaningfully and very well and, and efficiently. Yeah, and another thing that Travis Fleming brings up is basic maintenance of small engines yeah. and cars. Oh gosh. I want to emphasize the two words basic maintenance because what he doesn't say is learn how to fully repair you know, a complex computer controlled vehicle engine. He says basic maintenance. And that is so key. It, it, it comes down to things like if your small engine requires a gas oil mixture, number one, having the oil, number two, knowing what the mixture ratio is. And number three, have it's all a system, of yes. course, having a way of marking the gas cans and the machine with, in my case, the same colored paracord so that you can say, if your foot is injured and you can't go out and do it, that's another thing with a lot of these skills and a lot of these systems, really. You should have a system where you're not the only one who knows how to do something where you can say, hey, the yellow paracord on that gas can, that is gas fuel oil mixture that can go in machines that have the corresponding yellow paracord. And so think about that. So, yeah, and foraging is something. Yes, that I want to talk about that. Yeah, please do. So. It's so much easier now to forage than ever before. Foraging meaning going out into your your property maybe or out state into the park. woods, state park, and knowing what's edible and what's not. We're actually kind of doing this on our property in this, in this sense because everything's new. Things that are growing out of the ground are things that I've never seen. We're in a new state, for example. We're in a example. new state. We're new in a climate. New climate. 
Some of these things I recognize, some I don't. I cannot stress enough right now using the um, app Picture This, mm-hmm. how many edible things I've had on my pro- I've found on my property that I would have thought were a weed had I not used this. Describe for folks what the app Picture This is. What it is, you t- and I did it as a VBS for Patreons, uh-huh. but yeah. for regular listeners, it's an app that identifies plants. So you hold your phone up, it snaps a picture, it scans it, and it tells you what it is. It tells, it's unbelievable. It tells you if it's edible, it tells you if it's invasive, it tells you if um, how to take care of it, it tells you if it's a weed, it, and it tells Whether you Whether deer these, like it. Right. Oh, that's a big one for us. So, good example. Growing out of the back of my barn was this little seedling something. And I'm like, what is that? That doesn't look like anything. It doesn't look right. So, I scanned it. It's a currant bush. Yum, yum. Currants, I want those. So, I'm going to transplant that and put that in a more safe environment. So, um, because deer do like them. And that's a great example of forging and do that now because when things kind of go south and we don't have apps available to us if you know what things are and can start putting in your mind i know that's a currant bush i know that's a gooseberry bush i know that's a these are all the things i'm learning all around us i know that's a plant that's edible i know that's a plant that's not those that's how you can develop that skill quickly there's also great books and resources out there on that Exactly. Well, our next one is Dale Ranger. He says, a few that come to mind are gardening, risk migration techniques slash problem solving, gun care and use, ammo crafting, resource management, people management slash diffusing skills, water slash correction, cooking slash water purifying, basic medical knowledge, recruiting, basic mechanics, bartering. And he says, there's more, but that's a good start. Lots of slashes. A lot of slashes. That's right. Uh, must have been a f- fan of Guns and Roses in the late 80s. Their guitar there player was named Slash. So he talks about a lot of things that are right up your alley, Glenn. Yeah. Um, in gardening, we've we've sort yeah. of covered. Risk migration techniques, problem solving. That's always important. Now, what is that exactly for those of us who <coughs> don't me. know? Um, I'm not sure what migration techniques are, but I know what problem solving is. Well, I I'm wondering if my... it's moving. Like, if, are we going to move this group of people from here to there if you need to migrate to a different location? It could mean um, taking what's a risk to you and figuring out a way to make it a risk to somebody else. There you go. Yeah. Someone bad guy. Um, gun care and use, obviously. Huge. If you if you have firearms, that is, that is part of the responsibility. Ammo crafting, which I presume is reloading, which is a great skill to know. There's quite a bit of equipment that's involved and it's something you want to practice you don't want to get it wrong because there are catastrophic consequences to getting it wrong i'm going to say that in my mind reloading is about a prepping 3.0 yeah um skill and it can be an expensive thing to take up that's right um people management skills absolutely critical um you should you should have them everyone should have them this is not something you can pass off on somebody else in your mutual assistance group it's great if you have someone who's really good at that but every individual needs to do this uh he mentions also recruiting speaking of mutual assistance groups Mm -hmm. i think that is a absolutely key thing because as we mentioned you don't need to know everything but you need to know someone who does and um, there's a lot of risk involved in bringing new people into your group for obvious reasons, and you need to be systematic and put a lot of thought into it. It can't just be, hey, our neighbor's cool. He's got an NRA sticker. You know, he's nope. got to be cool. Mm-hmm. Nope. And it's entirely possible he's not cool at all. Right. So what I appreciate about his list, uh, Dale's list, I'm, think, I'm thinking Dale is a he, is these are skills that if one person in your group has it, you're, so if one person in your group knows how to um, reload um, ammo, you're good and do it well, that's good. Um, if you have one person in your group that is kind of in charge of the recruiting and vetting, great. These are pretty specific skills that are higher level, like what Glenn just said, not one person can do all of these. Exactly right. I believe it's your turn. It is. Ladies first. So we have had discussion on this. This person's name is NJ space M-I-C-N. We're thinking it's New Jersey Mikan. Mikan. So New Jersey says emergency medical skills. Hearing that one a lot. I'm not saying everyone needs to run out and become a paramedic, but at the bare minimum, attend an AHA first aid course. Ideally, attend an emergency medical technician course. 
I think he or she just said what we just said. Exactly. Exactly. Basic survival skills, shelter, water, fire, food, knowing how to make cordage out of things in your environment will be essential to building shelter, making tools, snares and traps for food, fishing and making containers to haul it all and go Glenn. You know, I, I have a slightly different take on what I'll call bushcraft skills, mm-hmm. you know, shelter, fire, um, all of that stuff. It's a great thing to know. There's no question about it. There's no downside to it except for one. And that is if you spend all your time on bushcraft skills to the exclusion of other skills mm-hmm. like small engine maintenance and then your chainsaw that you need uh, seizes up because you put the wrong fuel oil mixture in it, for example. So as long as bushcraft is not displacing the time that you need to learn other skills, I'm all for it. I think there's a tendency among some portion of the prepping community who are fascinated with bushcraft. And it's an extremely cool topic and a great thing to know. But they get so fascinated with how to make a snare to catch a snake that they're not taking care of things like figuring out how to have water, Mm -hmm. you know, in a suburban setting. Because odds are you're not going to be out in the woods all alone where you absolutely need bushcraft skills. There's we, we believe in a partial collapse, a slow rolling collapse, the cartelification of America. We did an entire episode on the cartelification mm-hmm. of America and how things will increasingly be a broken government and a dysfunctional government. And you'll start to see gangs and cartels rise up and start providing basic services like they do in Mexico. The cartels who are evil, awful people do pave roads and do schools for people in their territory. They've effectively displaced the government. I just want to be clear what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. about cartelification. And so you need to survive in a, for example, cartelified suburban setting. That's much more likely to be something you're going to actually face than having you know, duct tape and a, and a sharp stick and trying right. to make it from that. Well, and let me add to this. Um, I do agree. And I've joked about this, but there is some truth to it. Um, if you find yourself in the woods with um, nothing but a knife and a fire starter, you're not doing the prepping thing right. Exactly. So, right. So, but there, there, like Glenn said, there's value in knowing how to start fire without a fire starter. Absolutely. There's, there's value in that. Just don't, don't make that the top priority. I personally, Glenn, and I've gotten Glenn hooked on one of them. I like watching the, the shows like Naked and Afraid and Alone because you get to see people who are really good at bushcraft or not take an attempt at it and live out in the woods by themselves. And nine times out of ten, they don't make it. That's why people become champions in those situations. I will say this. The one bushcraft technique that I have seen v- done very, not very often very well with very little success, let's put it that way snares yeah i think i've seen it seems like a cool idea right on all of those shows i think i've seen two things hunted and and harvested well i'm just gonna have protein walk into my snare and then i'm gonna cook it up and eat it i'm gonna be living large but honestly that tells me if they can't get good at it i ain't getting good at it so real quick want to give a quick shout out before we um, jump into our break the great folks that support us over at prepping 2.0 you can Find them and all of them at our website, prepping2-0.com, under the Friends and Affiliates page. Uh, Jared Savick, find him actually at redstate-realtors.com. He'll help you get an awesome property in Montana. Katie Armour, Backwoods Home Magazine, My Kind CBD, Numana Foods, Minutemen Coffee, and Lizzie McDaniel. Again, redstaterealtors.com. You'll find her in Tennessee. Folks, don't go away. We have so many more things to talk about. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. 
give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple-to-install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or a CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself. And save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. <laughs> coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Bold, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pot www.minutemancoffee.com Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for rejoining us. We're talking today about skills preppers need. As usual, this segment will end just as the conversation really gets going, but Patreons will get our thoughts in the after show on the post-abortion decision violence that we're starting to kind of hear inklings of. So stay tuned for that, Patreons. But first, I want to tell you about a device that will make your collapse go a whole lot better. We keep hearing about it. There's going to be power grid problems, there's going to be a potential EMP, coronal mass ejection, climate change, wring your hands, clutch your pearls, the electricity is going to go out. How do you protect yourself from some of those things? Well, there's a great device out there made by EMP Shield that is just a really big surge protector for your home essentially and can protect your home and your car. Um, from whatever you wired into, whatever you wired into from such a, an event, specifically an EMP or a coronal mass ejection. Great product. Encourage you to check them out on our website again, prepping2-0.com under friends and affiliates. There's a great coupon there that'll save you 50 bucks a device. That's that's significant. Legit. Yeah. So I encourage you to do that, especially as we start going into these just dicier situations. And, it, and it, I, I know that you know this, but an EMP shield product will not protect you from poor uh, energy policy with rolling no. brownouts and blackouts, but it will from EMPs and coronal mass ejections. Absolutely. And, and so it's a very important device to have. Well, I also wanted to mention that we are proud affiliates of the Firearms Radio Network. There are 28 great podcasts on the network. And as you can tell from the name of the network, it's probably one that has shows that you would like to listen to. We do a spotlight every week of a Firearms Radio Network podcast. And this week it's the Black Powder podcast. And I thought, oh, okay, it's about black powder. I don't see a lot of preppers using black powder stuff. I mean, it's kind of cool and it's, it's great, but I mean, it's not exactly common. Well, Black Powder podcast with host Marcus Matthews. It's not a black ba- about black powder. It's about being black. He's, oh my oh, goodness, wow. gasped. A 
a black man who protects himself and avails himself of the Second Amendment. Oh, golly. That's geez. fascinating. That's yeah. very cool. Because it's, to me, very common because, you know, I know tons of black folks in the in the prepping community and the firearms community. In I think it's weird to liberals. Community, oh, in the law community, in the military community, all of these people have... Yes, they're yeah, people. Exactly. And so, and this shouldn't be a shock to anyone except leftists. You know, they're always like, oh, well, if uh, if black people own guns, then there would uh, be no gun control. Um, plenty of black people own guns. I mean, what kind of racist nonsense is that? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it's a great, it's a great podcast. Highly recommend it. Well, now we're going to move on to our next Patreon comment from Milk Toast, and Shelby is going to read that. I love this comment, and we talked a little bit about it recently in a show, and I'll elaborate. Milk Toast says, cooking from scratch and substituting stuff with what's on hand to make a meal. Here's a great example. We did a show recently on getting prepper fit and use the example of how to prep towards that. When dietary you, restrictions. Dietary restrictions and things like that. So, for example, Glenn is gluten-free. He has to be. I, for medical reasons, I follow a keto diet to, so that I don't um, turn into a big blob. Um, so how do you do that? Well, okay, that's a, I have a recipe for a blueberry pie. What do I do? Well, I know how to substitute out the wheat products where the gluten is. I know how to substitute out the sugar products, which is where a lot of the carbs come from, which is great. So having that skill and being able to substitute ingredients for other equal ingredients is awesome so in a collapse what happens if i don't have butter what else can i do what if what if i don't have an egg what else can i do that's a great way to get around potential shortages it's a great example of trying things out dipping your toe in the water to try for example a gluten-free pie crust and see if it even works and that way you'll know and so it's yeah substituting stuff and cooking from scratch is not only a good skill, but it's something to actually try. Well, Bob Rackham says food production, livestock management, food preservation, seed saving, rainwater maintenance, basic farm maintenance, firewood management, basic medical skills, basic tactical skills, small unit tactics and perimeter defense, outdoor survival and self-defense, just to name a few. You'll, you'll notice there's pattern. There's repeated things here over and over again. Food production being one of them. Food like, preservation. Yeah. So um, those we're going to start skipping over because you're, yep. you're, you're making your list and you're hearing the same polling. I would mention seed saving as something that is a great example of something you need to actually experience. Uh, it's one thing to go on YouTube and find out that you can save your seeds of some kinds of vegetables, heirlooms being different than other non-heirloom kinds. And then... Save your seeds in season number one, and then in year number two, plant them and see if they actually grow. Great example. Take some time to do that. Yeah. Next one is Obi-Wan, Shelby. Obi-Wan says, a risk management where you perform an analysis of what may impact your area, local, regional, and determine how likely it is to occur versus how significantly it will impact you. This will guide you where you apply your efforts and money to prepare. Sometimes this changes on a weekly basis. What are your thoughts? Glenn? I think Obi-Wan is spot on. What he's talking about is an area analysis, uh, an area study, pardon me, an area study. We had the king of area studies for preppers on our show, um, Sam Culper from Forward Observer. And he talked about what an area study is, and it's taking all kinds of you know, widely available information, census data, for example, the uh, the size of the police force in your area, and it tells you a ratio of how many police officers there are per hundred thousand or whatever it may be, and figure and roads and bridges and dams and electrical grids and figuring out what is in your area, and it's really great information to have now, and you can save it all onto a thumb drive. It's great information to have now when maybe you aren't going to be able to get it later and he's so right it uh, it significantly impacts you and he says it changes on a weekly basis so you might need to update it and nj mike in comments as a trained emergency manager i highly recommend this assume an all hazards risk approach and plan for the most likely events but don't discount the black swan type events as that can never happen here that mentality right. has bitten us in the butox way too often yes. and by the way uh clarification black swan events that's a phrase some folks may not be familiar with that's um when there's an event that is as rare as a black swan flying over obviously swans are normally 
white and and there are like i'm making this number up one in a thousand swans have some recessive gene that they have different feather colors and so it just means a very rare unforeseen event and then obi-wan says nj mikan i've also worked in this field but i'm retired now i've found that events that fall into the that will never happen but they do category are addressed from a combination of response plans from other events planning for Mm. one kind of threat often has 85, 90% made up figure overlap to another kind of threat. So that's good stuff. That's great. Great analysis there. So the next person is from Kelly, and I love this one. Uh, I'm working on herb learning and planting medicinal ones, and also foraging, gardening, raising livestock and poultry, also first aid, but I'm pretty queasy with all of it. Good job, Kelly. Uh, Goes on to say fixing, repurposing things, bargain hunting and bartering. Awesome. So I'm going to hit on a couple of these things. Again, we're hearing these more and more, but I'm starting to learn more and more about the herbs and medicinal plants. In our new area. In our new area. Why? Because after all the COVID stuff, I learned that some basic herbal things are silly good for you, especially when it comes to antiviral and lung health. Two things. I'm going to give you two of them right now. Dandelion root tea. Guess what? You can make dandelion root tea out of the weeds in your yard, dehydrate them, and make a tea. Free tea. That's super good for you. Super good for you. Two, pine needle tea made out of pine needles. needles. Again, here in Montana, all of these things are, I don't have to go buy a plant. They are (laughs) readily available. They grow on the side of the road. And you can look up how to do that. But leaning on things like that. So foraging, gardening, raising livestock. Go ahead. I would like to highlight bartering. We did, in in a continuing theme you're hearing here, we did an entire show on bartering about how to do it, how to approach it, and about um, uh, trading posts, which we believe will rise up in some instances. They already are where people... You know, they're called garage sales now, but they're going to be trading posts and people are going to trade stuff like they do all over the world in these little ad hoc trading posts. And they might be actually pretty structured trading posts to provide security. We talk all about all that in our bartering episode, but um, you need to understand how bartering works. It's pretty simple, but you at least need to understand it so you don't make any big mistakes well the oh yeah please do the other thing (laughs) i I encourage people to think about when that starts to happen so think about now garage sales you know you go down to your neighborhood garage sale and it's everyone's part um one thing i learned which i love learning from when i read and watch and listen to um post-apocalyptic sort of stories and in jericho All of us know about that series. You can go find it on YouTube right now. And it was only like eight episodes. It was really short. But it's this post-apocalyptic partial collapse situation. Folks, trading posts are going to be places of violence because there's halves. There's there's stuff there. And there's people with guns who are in charge. And there's people who will guard it. And it may not be good people. So think about think about that and process that and think about how you're going to handle that as well so why don't you read the one from the pritchett's the pritchett's it's kind of verbose i'm just looking at it for the first time so here we go with the pritchett's say how to start a fire and cook on it without burning the food basically basic butchery just being able to drive the gut from an animal without contaminating the meat amen some degree of agricultural experience you don't need to be the one who grows world-class tomatoes but um I don't know that word, but... Wagyu beef, which is a very fancy kind of beef. Very delicious, very expensive. But you need to be able to feed yourself or have products you can trade for food. Alternatively, being a great hunter is also an option if you live very far from any towns and there's very low population density. Food preservation doesn't matter if you can produce literally tons of food if that food does not is not shelf-stable through the winter. Basic marksmanship, and I repeat, basic. The Army shows that the way they win engagements is by laying down a wall of lead, not generally by being able to take a thousand yard shots. There's a reason that almost all military issued weapons shoot about 1.75 to 2 MOA. 
Minute of angle. There you go. Basic first aid and trauma care. If you have to apply a tourniquet and don't have access to a surgeon, they're basically dead anyway, but that doesn't mean you have to be the surgeon. Everyone should be able to clean and bandage a wound so infection doesn't set in. Honestly, I feel like the basics can be learned cheaply at home without, with the main exception being medical skills beyond basic hydrogen peroxide and bandages. Go Glenn. Perfect uh, summary. I don't think we need to do any yeah. color commentary on that. Upstate Hacker says, one, food, A, very organized. Um, I love this outline. Gardening, including basic knowledge of companion planting and perennial gardens. B, chickens and or ducks. There's a good case to be made for ducks being the better prepper bird, but I need both. C, rabbits, dressing and breeding. Mm -hmm. These little guys are amazing for their meat, their manure and the ease of raising them. It is hard to kill them. They are friendly, love to cuddle and be your pet and love people. In a collapse, it will be easy. D, this is still under the heading of livestock, um, fishing basics, making a rig, dressing fish, or hunting basics, finding, shooting game, dressing them. Number two, water, purification, gathering, and storage. Uh, backup your backup. It's so mm. basic, but so important. Number three, health, basic first aid. Number four, security, understand gun basics, security protocol, and safety measures like no fires at a certain time, etc. Number five, shelter, basics, and thoughts of a bug out or even a rally point fallback point. Number six, energy, solar and other renewables, EMP, CME protection, batteries and inverters uh, with generators. Number seven, wealth during a slow collapse after everything has really fallen during a rebuild in your area. Gold, question mark. We did a show on gold. Mm -hmm. He said, I got really into this. Ha ha. Sorry if it's too long. These are the categories I have in my preps. Not too long at all and very helpful for folks. Is there any of these things that you would like to add some color commentary on? Um, yeah, I'm going to one I'm going to hit on just from a different point of view is rabbits. Here's what's funny. Um, we were starting to do rabbits when we lived in Western Washington, and then we moved. So the rabbits found a new home. Um, humanely. Humanely. And they're now living a happy life on yeah. a farm somewhere, which is great. Um, it's funny when you talk to Glenn about this, though, he's like, I uh, know. I'm not a big rabbit fan. No, I know. I, I understand all the pluses of them. Right. Um, to me, it seems like a whole lot of work and a whole lot of feed to get basically like a handful of meat out of it. I mean, I get it in, right. a, in a perfect world with tons of diversification of your of the food you're growing. It makes a ton of sense. Right. I get all that sort of intellectually. I understand it. I just haven't bought into the whole rabbit thing. So I so th that's one side of it. And you and those are all legitimate. So I'm not going to the other side of it, though. The pluses are you can create protein in about six to eight weeks rapidly not much protein not much but it's something so it's fast protein it should not be the your only protein so just something to think about there if you've got this setup i think that's what we we'll, yeah. one of the things we were running into in western washington we really i had to really work hard to put together a good setup and it really wasn't working for us i think we're in a better situation now i do not have the bandwidth right now i so, would give color commentary on one point he raises and that's yeah. wealth and he mentions that's a great point gold we have done two shows two episodes on gold and silver. I think they are really good because gold and silver can be a big mystery if you don't know the basics and our two episodes give you the basics. The other thing about gold and silver and our, I think, helpful episodes is that it's a scary topic because people think, oh my goodness, am I going to make a huge financial mistake? And you know, if somebody said, oh yeah, let's talk about investing in uh, soybean futures, I would say, geez, that sounds kind of risky. Mm -hmm. So it, we take the scare out of it and right. we, we let you know that it's pretty simple and that you can start small. Huge proponents of having precious metals. Um, so please go back and listen to those episodes. Milk Toast piped in again with two more comments and I'm going to read them both because they're related and then we'll go on. Milk Toast goes on to say milling wood as in knowing how to use a sawmill or mill wood by hand. Engineering basics of building a house that won't fall on your head. I agree and I disagree. I think in terms of good prepping skills, having being able to mill wood is, is a good one, but I can think of about 20 other things ahead of that. And the equipment cost can and be very high. And the equipment cost can cost a lot. This is a good example of knowing somebody or having someone in your team or in your, in your area. area and um, to be able to build a house that won't fall in your head. 
Um, That's beyond uh, most yeah, uh, everyday yeah, skills. That, and that kind of almost gets into the bushcrafty thing. Although, right, I, I think basic carpentry skills, yes. But again, if you find yourself without shelter in the middle of the woods, you're not doing this prepping thing well. So not to rain on milk toast parade, but I can think about 20 things ahead of that that need to be done. So what? yeah, so take it away, Glenn. Our next one is Angela AM7. And she says, like Obi-Wan mentioned earlier, risk assessment, but as a skill for everyday tasks. When medical aid is unavailable, think about carrying a 50-pound sack of something across your yard and that needs a risk assessment. Picking up an ax to chop wood needs a risk assessment. Cooking on a propane camping stove needs risk assessment. Mm-hmm. Everyone has seen America's Funniest Home videos where people attempting something they may be perfectly familiar with, but something unexpected happens and they end up needing stitches. I think risk management, even at the most basic level, becomes a skill in adverse times. I agree because the consequences mm-hmm. of getting burned from a propane stove, for example, the consequences are much higher when right. there are no hospitals. Um, and also with risk management, it seems to require an understanding of systems, not just one particular thing, how to cook on a propane stove. I mean, how the propane is hooked up, all those other things. And so the more you know about systems and the more you even think about systems and recognize that systems have multiple phases to them, the better off you're going to be in risk management because you understand the whole process that you're dealing with. Well, and let's just be honest, jumping off of a roof onto a trampoline is a bad idea. Yeah, I think we all agree That's on America's that. That's America's Funniest Videos. Oh, okay. That's, I get that. Right. Half that show is people doing stupid things like that. All right, Max Miller states, and I think this is great, wilderness first aid. Yes, because wilderness first aid means you are out in the woods and you don't have resources. You can't. You don't have nine one one. Yes, that goes back to the first aid we're talking about. Canning, field strip a pistol rifle, ham radio, basic gardening, rewire a light switch or light socket, read a map, use a compass, use a chainsaw, start a fire with or without matches. Go, Glenn. I'm gonna say it's interesting to me that ham radio is about eight or ten comments exactly. in before being mentioned. Um, it's a great thing to know, but candidly, there might be somebody in your group that can take that on. What's a great way to take on ham radio knowledge and in 45 minutes, understand everything you need to know uh, that's practical about it. I don't know. The PAM radio electronic flashcards, PAM-radio.com, PAM-radio.com. Yes, I am the author of the PAM radio uh, electronic flashcards, but I don't want to focus too much on ham radio. Um, He mentions read a map. There is a skill that is sadly lost. Complete. I was going to say diminishing, but you're right. It's lost. Yeah, because everyone has a GPS on their phone. Exactly. And you have to, I'm shocked, especially, no offense to younger people, but younger people seem to have absolutely no math skills unless they've had some search and rescue training or, or Boy Scouts Boy or something. Boy Scouts or something, yeah. Um, obviously, that's going to become very important. I mean, honestly, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic, understanding where north is. I mean, right. I'm serious. That That's a challenge for a lot of people. Um, and here's the thing. That's a skill that you can actually learn on YouTube. Go buy a fairly inexpensive map at REI and get a compass and go practice in your exactly. backyard. Say, oh, I need to go on a course of 280 degrees magnetic. Oh, that that would be that tree over there. I'm going right. to go over to that tree and then reassess that kind of stuff. Uh, Matthew Noble says, I had very or I had a few very random thoughts how to cook things like rice, beans, and lentils by using a thermos and boiling water. Second, how to better read people in order to weed out some before or after SHTF. Thirdly, how far should an outhouse be from a water supply? These are these are all great things. I notice he mentions the thermos and boiling water, so he's actually tried this, which is really key. And so there you go. Um, I think all these points have been have been made with other color commentary. And then this might be our last one for yeah, segment two. Yeah, because it's long. And then, um, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on the clock and see how far we get. Kent Christian states, how to follow direction, whether it's to use a water filter, cook a meal, or re- reassemble a weapon. I had a guy who worked for me who was an electrical engineer by education. I had to explain to him why ingredients were divided and listed in a recipe the way they were. Hmm. By the same token, there are many things you should know, just know how to do. A couple of meals can throw, you can throw together without a recipe, assemble a wooden box with tools and nails, 
nails and number. Disassemble and clean and reassemble your primary weapon. Cut an antenna for your radio. Make a list of things you'll need to do regularly and learn to do them by memory. Make a list of things you'll need to do that are important but less frequently and have an analog method of keeping the instructions available. Practice this regularly but enough... Practice this less regularly, but enough that you only have to use the instructions infrequently. Uh, then make a list of the things that you might have to do once or twice a year. Make sure you have detailed analog instructions. Some skills like first aid, cooking, gardening are universal, but the methods aren't. Figure out how, how you're going to accomplish them and divide them by frequency and criticality. Then practice and document. We have about a minute, but... I would like to, in the next minute, yes. highlight something he mentions. Analog methods of keeping instructions available. Huge. We have... Um, a bookshelf that has nothing but printouts of manuals. And even when I don't get a manual with something, which is an increasingly frequent problem now with um, terrible uh, customer service, right. uh, uh, I will go onto the interwebs and print it out and put it in a binder, a three ring binder, so I physically have it. I am not very good at mechanical things. I've, I've told the story about the armed services vocational aptitude battery that I took in high school, 15th percentile in mechanical reasoning and spatial reasoning. That is not a functional person when it comes to those kinds of skills. By the way, communications, 99th percentile. I feel pretty good about that. And hence, here you are with a- Yeah, with, with talking, a podcast yes. and a law firm and a, a series of uh, novels. Yes. So, I mean, that that's a pretty accurate test is what I'm saying. And as, as Shelby will tell you, when she's watched me try to problem solve how to put something together, um, the 15th percentile is pretty accurate. He can't accurate. pack a car. Yeah, no. He can't, I mean, no. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> so the reason I bring that up with the instructions being printed out is I need help. Um, and, and having an analog copy of things is just a really good idea. It could end up saving your bacon. Well, and... And it's a recognition of if a computer system goes down, if a grid goes down, you have a printed hard copy of what you need instead of depending on electronics. I like that aspect of it as well. Uh, and and we yes, when a manual comes with something we've purchased, we keep those so that if we can go back and reference them. Encourage you to think about having a system for that. So ladies and gentlemen... We've Time give, to wrap up the yeah, regular show. We've given you a lot of information about skills preppers need in this short regular show. You can complete your knowledge with the second half of this topic in the after show, available exclusive, exclusively to Patreon supporters. Go to prepping2-0.com and click on the orange Patreon button and learn how you can become a supporter if you aren't already and you really should be. We're going to, in the after show, not only continue this great discussion, we have quite a few more comments. We're also going to talk about post-abortion decisions violence that may or may not be coming what it looks like and what you can do about it so stick around for the after show and become a patreon if you aren't already so you can have access to the i think pretty doggone good after show i think it's worth two to five dollars a month so folks failing to prepare is preparing to fail from benjamin franklin have a great week everyone adios you've been listening to prepping 2.0 with authors glenn tate and shelby gallagher all the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.